The Oklahoma Sooners 2025 recruiting class is just getting started. We're going to find out who they're trending in the positive direction for on tonight's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners, and thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase over at Game Time. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John Nine Williams. My buddy here is Josh Hummer. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh on Ref. You can also hear him Monday through Friday on the KRF Sports app from nine to noon. And Josh, there's been a lot made about Oklahoma's recruiting class in 2025. They've gotten off to a much quicker start than what they did in the 2024 cycle that didn't see a commitment until March 23rd of last year, like nine months before signing day. Well, at this point, we're sitting here 10 months before the early signing period, and the Oklahoma Sooners already have 10 commits. They sit top five in the national recruiting rankings. But it seems like, based on the trends on the recruiting trail, that Oklahoma it's just getting started that things are about to really pick up over the next six, seven, eight, nine months for the Sooners. And we could see perhaps another really, really impressive class from Brent Venables and his coaching staff. Yeah. It's wild to think that this time, not, not even, you know, not even a year ago, this time Oklahoma still didn't have a commit in their uh, 2024 class. That's kind of crazy to think about. And obviously they're, they're much further along in this class. So well ahead of schedule. And Oh, by the way, if uh, you look up and start checking the lay of the land to see who could be next, well, via on threes, Keegan Pope, uh, they, they went through and sort of just put together the folks from the on three side of the predictions equation where Oklahoma has predictions in for Five-star linebacker Jonah Williams. Four-star athlete and edge guy C.J. Nixon. Four-star running back Tory Blaylock. Four-star edge Max Granville. And four-star corner Kobe Sellers. So what, what do we take from that? Well, number one, there's five more names to add to the board potentially for Oklahoma. And uh, generally speaking, it's uh, defensive guys for OU. So you got, you've gotten off to a fast start with skill guys, wide receivers, in this class, but uh, Oklahoma is very quickly shifting into, okay, let's add some blue chip defensive talent to go along with that. And uh, obviously they are perceived by some from on three to be the leaders in those five recruitments. So we could be adding some new names to this 2025 class. that's already shaping up to be another great one in short order. Yeah. Kevin Sperry kind of helped get the ball rolling on the offensive side of the ball with the wide receiver recruitments. Uh, and, and even at running back, I think you're, you're seeing the movement made on Tory Blaylock as well, but yeah, the, the defensive side, you know, that's coming and, and they've even recruited fairly well on defense as well to get going. But I mean, the, the Kamari Moore, you know, that's a guy that if you're looking for a Jaden Jackson of this class, he's going to be that guy that rises to that blue chip category, but you're seeing 
the trends for Williams and for Kobe Sellers, Granville and CJ Nixon, everything trending toward Oklahoma. And that's four more blue chip prospects, including a five-star that you're going to be able to add to your ranks in this cycle. And it's defensive line. It's, you know, the, the secondary, I know, you know, the, the Jonah Williams thing, you, you see linebacker, you see, you know, defensive back. I could see him as a cheetah for Oklahoma. He could play a lot of different spots for you because he's that dynamic and he's that good of a player that could play all over your defense and be really, really effective. But this is what we're expecting out of Brent Venables and his coaching staff. We're expecting blue chip defensive talent stacked year after year after year. Now they're in their fourth cycle, their third kind of cycle that they've gotten to have a full year with on the recruiting trail. And it's coming together. I mean, you had the 2023 cycle where you got PJ Adebowari, you got Peyton Bowen. You had the 24 cycle where you added David Stone, a five-star player, but you added a, a number of blue chip prospects and Nigel Smith and Jaden Jackson, Wyatt Gilmore, Danny Okoye, and the list goes on and on. And now in 25, that list is going to continue to grow of blue chip talent that Venables and his defensive staff are putting together. And that's going to be the thing that helps Oklahoma get into that top 10, top five defensive statistical categories. That's going to help them get back into national title contention for real. We've uh, spent a lot of time on 25 talking about, okay, the Sooners are cleaning up in state. Elijah Thomas, Shakota, Oklahoma kid, right? Jaden Nickens, out of uh, Millwood in OKC. Kevin Sperry started uh, elsewhere, but now is, of course, at Carl Albert in Oklahoma. Trene Washington, another guy from Carl Albert. Uh, Marcus James, uh, Carl Albert, right? So on and on and on. The Oklahoma connections in this class are big. But uh, you look up and you see Grayson Harris out of Ennis, Texas. Ryan Foji out of Bridgeland uh, in Cypress, Texas. Alexander Shield and I didn't mention him out of Wagner. And what do these five names that we're talking about here have in common? Well, they're all out of Oklahoma's sort of perceived natural recruiting base. So Oklahoma, not just in the state of Oklahoma, but in Galveston for Jonah Williams, Weatherford for C.J. Nixon, uh, out of the Houston area for Tory Blaylock, Sugarland, Texas for Max Granville, Pearland, Texas for Kobe Sellers, Oklahoma in these regional fertile recruiting grounds that you hope and expect that the Sooners will recruit well. Again, those names, not commitments uh, for Oklahoma, but five uh, names that could be added to the the list, a couple of them uh, anytime relatively soon, or that Oklahoma is thought to be a serious, serious player for OU in this class, John. Again, I, I said it about the in-state commits already that it's those relationships building and coming home to roost well that's that's across the board in this region for Oklahoma and they've recruited national too it's not just uh, OKC and Tulsa in the state of Oklahoma and Houston Dallas Texas but you have to be successful there if you're Oklahoma long term you want to win uh, well SEC championships and national championships you can't be getting beat in the state of Oklahoma and in the you know big parts of Texas. And right here, it looks like, okay, again, Oklahoma's trending very, very positively there. Yeah. We've seen this, this staff go across the country for prospects. We talked about it on a show earlier this week, how they've been able to go into California and Florida and, and hit up those areas for 
blue chip prospects and they'll continue to do that. But what they're doing is they're laying the foundation with Oklahoma and Texas, their natural recruiting bases, but it's going to sprawl even beyond that. I mean, we've seen them have success in Washington, uh, in Maryland, you know, they they're getting up into New Jersey as well for kids. And so that's going to continue to grow, but yeah, what they're doing right now in Oklahoma is just ridiculous. And then obviously they're going to have their hits in Texas. You know, they're not going to win all the recruiting battles for prospects out of the state of Texas because everybody's going to recruit Texas. That's just the way it's going to be Alabama, Georgia, Texas, obviously Texas A&M, LSU, everybody's going to go down in the state of Texas. But if you're Oklahoma, you've got to be able to pull top flight prospects out of that state because of your proximity to it. It's, it's a recruiting bed for you. You've got to go win some of those. And they're doing that on a regular basis. And they're going to continue to do that because one thing we've seen out of Brent Venables and his staff is they can recruit at a very, very high level. Now they got to take that high level and help get to the highest level and be able to recruit on par with Georgia and with Alabama, at least Alabama under Nick Saban. And that's going to be what helps get them to the next level. You can't completely rely on transfers. Yeah, development matters and developing your three stars into four or five star type of players. That matters too. But you got to start with those five. You got to get those four and five stars. And you got to have blue chip classes. That is going to be what takes you to the next level. The Oklahoma Sooners are looking like a team that is kind of on the verge of title contention or at least college football playoff contention if we're looking towards the 2024 season. What did Bill Connolly the anal- the analytics guru for ESPN. What does he have to say about Oklahoma's outlook for the 2024 season? We'll talk about it next, coming up here on Locked On Sooners. Yo, the NFL might be over, but hey, there's always great events happening near you and the best place to go for last-minute tickets, flash deals over at game time. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. You're looking for tickets to the theater, for comedy shows, Game time's got you covered. You can get views from all seats in the venue, the lowest price guaranteed, even cancellation protection or job loss protection over at Game Time. It is the best ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, all Game Time users can get $20 off their first purchase by using promo code locked on again you can get twenty dollars off your first purchase by using promo code locked on download game time today the last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed over at game time good old bill Connolly of espn fame is always a, a great source uh, f- for information just non-stop information for projections for uh, the sp plus rating the uh football power index, the returning production metrics. Bill Connolly has a hand in all those things. And uh, looking ahead to Oklahoma's 2024 season, he kind of thinks that where they're being projected right now, kind of in that mid-teens area, is about right for what they are right now on paper based on returning production, based on the, the recruiting that they've done. Looking ahead to 2024, I think that's not a bad place to start for the Sooners. Here's uh, here's what he said to on three. He says, they're going to be right there in the teens, and it makes perfect sense. Their defense is going to be far more experienced this coming season, and it already improved at least a little bit last season. This is kind of interesting. Offense is kind of a question mark. Obviously, you lose Dylan Gabriel. You lose your offensive coordinator. The talent they have in place as replacements, 
It looked good on paper, but it's going to be an interesting spot for them as they get better defensively, but try to fend off getting worse offensively. That's going to dictate whether they have top 10 potential or merely top 30 or something potential. End quote. Do you uh, agree or disagree with any of that there? No, I think it's a fair analysis of where Oklahoma's at. Now, I think with the crimson colored glasses on, where am I crimson? You know, true anthem shirt today or true classic, I should say. It, I have maybe higher expectations and a lot more optimism about where Oklahoma's at. But a realistic perspective on Oklahoma is hey, they've got to still make sure that, that offensive line comes together. Now, I think we all believe that they have answers or have at least answered the question through the transfer portal and through the recruiting ranks that are going to give them answers for the 2024 season. We like Jackson Arnold. I think all of us believe that he's got that top flight talent. Now he's got to just get on the field and show it. We've seen quarterbacks that looked really, really good on paper, or at least on the recruiting trail, not really pan out. I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case for Jackson Arnold. So, yeah, I mean, the offense does seem to be a little bit more the question, but I think even defensively, there are still questions. This team's got to continue to get better as a pass rushing unit. I think run defense has gotten really, really improved. It's got to take another step. You know, the, the coverage has to take a step. Everything's got to continue to get better on the defensive side of the ball, but a lot of it, what's going to make or break Oklahoma, I do think will fall on the offensive line and on Jackson Arnold's shoulders this season. No doubt. The acquisitions out of the transfer portal up front, how all of that comes together will be a big time deciding factor. And whether or not we're talking about OU as a legitimate player in the SEC in year one, or if they kind of get beat up a little bit, maybe in year one in the SEC. So my hope is that Coach Biedenbo, as we'll discuss in just a moment here, he has a track record for finding a way to put things together and get guys, uh, well, the best out of them. And all of a sudden you look up and, I don't know, there's three Sooners headed to the NFL Combine, right? Hopefully they've found the types of players that they can, if not initially, get there, you know, as the season rolls along. But, I, you know, I think it's fair to have questions on both sides, uh, both sides of the football for OU. Obviously the return of Danny Stutzman, the return of Billy Bowman, if we're talking combine guys, well, those are two guys that would be, you know, certainly Stutzman would be pretty highly sought after. And I would think, you know, Billy Bowman, had he elected to go, he would have been uh, relatively uh, sought after as well, you know, uh, fairly well thought of if he had elected to go. So Oklahoma got a couple of stars back defensively that should help fortify things. And yet the secondary in part, because well, up front, maybe you weren't great collectively all the time. It really wasn't great. A season ago, uh, the the tail end of the season uh, wasn't really great uh, a season ago, John. I mean, they ended the year by sort of reverting back to giving up a bunch of yards, giving up a bunch of points. So I agree with what Conley said that, yes, they did improve a little bit last season, in particular early, and that was exemplified uh, no greater moment than the goal line stand versus Texas and again versus UCF before a penalty sort of wiped that whole situation away. But we, we saw Oklahoma improve, and yet they're not there defensively either. So I get what Bill Conley saying that maybe this next season for Oklahoma is defined by 
What happens along the offensive line? Does Jackson Arnold turn into the five-star quickly that uh, we know he has the potential to be and has all of the tools to be? I can I could be there for that argument, but honestly, Oklahoma, to me, has a lot of proving on both sides of the football. It's not just offense uh, that I'm looking at. Yeah, no, I, I think you can point to several areas in which Oklahoma's got something to prove. And I feel the most comfortable about the offensive line because I've seen Bill Beatonbow go get Chris Murray and McKayda Mattire and Wanye Morris out of the transfer portal and make them starters. And Wanye Morris just played in the Super Bowl. You know, he was a third round draft pick. And so I, I have confidence that, okay, we're going to see Fabechi Wiwu come in and be a really, really good player for the Sooners. Spencer Brown, the same. Michael Tarkin, I feel like they're, those three guys at least are going to be significant players for them. Uh, and then the Washington transfer kid, I'm sure he'll he'll have a role as well. But I feel confident in what Bill Beatonbow is putting together along the offensive line. And, and I do feel somewhat confident about the pass rush as well because, you know, if R. Mason Thomas can get through an offseason healthy and fall camp healthy, I think he'll hit their ground running in his third year with the Sooners. P.J. Adeboare, the the sky is the limit for that kid. It's just got to come together, and he's got to put it together on the football field. Interior, the defensive tackle position. I think if we can get Grayson Halton to take a step this year, find that consistency that people continue to talk about, that improves your pass rush tremendously because you get something from the interior from your pass rush. And, and that's not even considering – okay, could David Stone and Jaden Jackson be impact players in year one? It's not a stretch to think they could, but it's also high. It's a high expectation of a true freshman to come in and, and be the answer to some of your problems. Uh, the coverage, you know, you're a year older with Billy Bowman. You're a year older with Peyton Bowen and Robert Spears Jennings and all those, you know, young quarterbacks that came in in the 2023 cycle. They're all a year older. So I feel good about the trajectory of the secondary, but again, got to see it. You know, you got to see it. You got to prove it on the football field. My, my good feelings, my optimism isn't going to win Oklahoma any football games. So we got to see all these things come together. All these questions that we might have. I think everybody feels great about the skill positions at wide receiver. I think we feel pretty comfortable that we'll get at least solid production out of tight end and running back will be great with Gavin Sawchuk yet again. And again, I go back to Jackson Arnold, the talent's all there, the size, the arm, the mobility, the accuracy, it's all there. Now we just got to put it together on the football field for him. It's going to be his first year starting at the collegiate level. And so, you know, could he be, you know, someone who's just kind of okay, like Spencer Rattler, 2020, Oklahoma won a big 12 title with Spencer Rattler in 2020. Or could he be Dylan Gabriel in 2022? Dylan Gabriel wasn't the biggest problem, but he certainly wasn't Dylan Gabriel in 2023. So, you know, what, what can we expect from Jackson Arnold? I think there's a wide range of outcomes that could occur, but I think being good, but not yet great is probably where he's going to fall in his first year as a starter. We can talk uh, more in detail about this as the, week or weeks roll along but uh, all of this from bill Connolly, by the way in reaction to mark schlebaugh who uh, released his latest way too early top 25 that had 
Oklahoma ranked 14th, which you, you're not going to find me stopping up and down, stopping up and down angry that OU's 14th in a, a way too early top 25. But uh, anyways, that's uh, that's sort of where all of this stemmed from. Yeah, and and again, the confidence about the offensive line that comes back to Bill Beatonbow and his development. Three Sooners heading to the NFL scouting combine on that offensive line. One Sooner, uh, he's kind of missing from that list. And we'll talk about that coming up next here on Locked On Sooners. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel. That's America's number one sports book because right now, New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 to new customers in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. Bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with their quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on and shoot your shot. A bunch of uh, our listeners and viewers Maybe maybe time to uh, jump in on some postseason odds for OKC. Uh, I don't know. Or maybe you have a strong leaning somewhere or another about somebody else in the NBA. Sneaking up on us not too far away from uh, the NBA postseason, believe it or not. FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Thanks so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button and that notification bell to let you know when new episodes drop. Stick around for the Locked On Sports Dallas show that comes on streaming right after this. Part of the 24-7 Locked On streaming platforms. You can get city shows from Dallas, Atlanta, L.A., but you can also check out our national show as well on the Locked On Sports Network Josh, the NFL scouting combine is what, maybe a little over a month away. The NFL draft is just a couple months away and the Oklahoma Sooners will have a heavy presence in the NFL draft. Maybe not as heavy as it could have been with Stutzman or Billy Bowman or even a Dylan Gabriel uh, had he decided to go to the draft instead of to Oregon. But uh, you're going to see Oklahoma names at least announced early and often in this one. Three names heading to the NFL scouting combine, Walter Rouse, Andrew Rame, and one, not Wani Morris, Tyler Guyton. There it is. Thank you. I don't know why I had Wani Morris on the brain because of uh, the Super Bowl. Anyway, Tyler Guyton heading to the scouting combine. Any concerns that people ever have about Bill Biedenboe and his ability to put together offensive lines? I, I think this these last couple of months have reinforced, at least the last month has reinforced that that is nonsense. That Bill Beatonbow is one of the best offensive line coaches in college football, maybe even in football in general, NFL, college, high school, peewee, Madden, it doesn't matter. He is developing offensive linemen. He's taking guys that weren't going to get a lot of recognition or a lot of love at one place and making them into legit starters at the power five level and then get drafted as well. So it's cool to see a guy like Tyler Guyton, who wasn't playing offensive tackle that long ago, getting projections into the first round guys like Walter Rouse, Andrew rain are, they're going to get drafted. So you're going to see three more bill Beatonbow offensive linemen get drafted this draft cycle. Yeah, usually the not a guarantee, but a lot of times a combine invite 
pretty much means, yeah, you're getting drafted somewhere. And uh, obviously, Walter Rouse, Andrew Raymond, Tyler Guyton will, will be the latest in, in that list of uh, sooner offensive linemen to go to the National Football League. Guyton, I do think, will be a first-round pick. There's some buzz that uh, Rouse is climbing, climbing, climbing boards, and we'll see what obviously all three do at the NFL Combine uh, if they can, you know, uh, s- toss the bench press around uh, a little bit or impress in interviews, whatever they need to see from these uh, these three to really impress or the the shuttle, right? Uh, there's probably some agility drills that they could do that would maybe uh, enhance their stock a little bit. But bottom line is, yes, uh, Coach Biedenboe, for any criticisms or qualms that we have at times. And I don't think all of it is unfounded or unfair. Uh, Folks want to see Oklahoma win a national championship. And so they want to see Joe Moore award-winning offensive line play again at Oklahoma. And let's just call it what it was. It took OU until at least the latter half of last season to run the football the way that Oklahoma fans wanted to run the football. And in part, that was uh, because of the offensive line, not just initially snap the fingers and it gelled. And yet you look up and obviously here is Coach Biedenboe with his fingerprints all over uh, a couple of transfers here. One, as you eloquently put out, John, that did not start as an offensive tackle. These guys are going to the league. Rame is going to the league. And uh, let's hope that this latest crop of additions out of the portal that Oklahoma's went and found, we'll be talking about uh, these gentlemen in, uh, well, an episode of Locked On Suitors in the not-too-distant future about, you know, impressive season, and here they go to their own combine. Drake Stoops, well, what do you make of it? A lot of Sooner fans were upset that he was not invited to the NFL combine. It's kind of ridiculous, and I was also surprised he wasn't invited to the Senior Bowl because I felt like he was a, a perfect fit for the Senior Bowl. You know, a guy that had played some football, had a breakout career year and would have been a, a, a welcomed site, I think for, you know, GMs and and coaches to be able to talk to him, see him a little bit more in person, get to know him a little bit better. Uh, and then the, the combine, yeah, that, that just blows my mind. You know, I, I mentioned it on, on locked on suitors on Twitter that imagine being a power five wide receiver leading your conference or being the best wide receiver in your conference in a given year and then not being invited to the combine. And I think it just comes back to, to measurables, to being a short wide receiver and someone who, you know, maybe before this year hadn't had a ton of production, but he was good. Um, so yeah, it, it's disappointing. And, you know, cause I'm, I'm a, one of those guys that I like to see somebody rewarded for the work. That's why people will see me get caught off sides a little bit by, you know, how a prospect is ranked, you know, in recruiting rankings after dominating uh, different events or different all American bowl weeks and things like that. It's because you want to see guys rewarded for the work and Drake soups has done nothing but work his tail off uh, his entire life and had a career year in his final season at Oklahoma. I think he gets drafted by somebody Uh, kind of my, my under the radar pick for that is Detroit. He just feels like a Detroit lion to me. Uh, Dan Campbell's going to love that guy. If he gets him in a meeting room and gets him on, you know, in a, in a workout, um, you know, Drake Stoops will have the opportunity to, to perform in front of scouts at Oklahoma's pro day. But I mean, this would have been a great opportunity for him, for the entire NFL evaluation community to be able to see him and get a look at what he's able to do on a football field beyond or in the workout room or in the meeting room or, you know, on the chalkboard, you know, a lot, 
a lot of it goes beyond just the the drills that they put him through. So I'm just kind of disappointed for Drake that he didn't get that opportunity to go show who he is uh, at a deeper level than just what the film can show. Yeah, it's it's too bad. You know, it it really is. Uh, after a year that he has 84 grabs, 962 receiving yards. 10 touchdowns, which was uh, the, the team lead for Oklahoma. And just the, the way that he closed from November on when the games mattered uh, the most for Oklahoma to have, what, one, two, three games where he went over uh, 125 yards receiving. So, now he was he was magical, especially late in the season for Oklahoma. He's been incredibly sure-handed, dating all the way back to – when I used to get to call his games at Norman North, he was fabulous there. He was, of course, uh, developed into being great at OU. He, I think, will be good anywhere that he gets an opportunity in the National Football League because my man just vacuums in footballs. He he brings them in, and he makes plays after the catch. He's deceptively athletic, and uh, probably, you know, that speed is, is a little bit deceptive too. So uh, I could throw a – fit your way. I mean, I think somewhere like uh, Los Angeles with the Rams, he feels like he'd be a good fit with them. Just some of the crossing type stuff that they do and uh, what McVay has done over the years. But again, uh, if you want to say Detroit and I want to say the Rams or uh, you want to say a number of different franchises, Drake Stoops could help a lot of people out in the National Football League for a relatively low price. The fact that he's not invited to the combine probably means sixth seventh round type selection if selected. And uh, I think it can really help somebody and, and wow, it'd be a value steal late if somebody takes that chance on him. Well, and even if they don't and he goes somewhere as an undrafted free agent, he's 100% going to earn his roster spot. I have no doubts about that. Uh, a place like Kansas City, like how much would Patrick Mahomes love having Drake Stoops knowing like, hey, if I throw Drake the ball, he's going to catch it. I don't got to worry about him dropping footballs, unlike some of my other guys that I got to deal with on a weekly basis. So, uh, Pat, go get your man Drake. You you know you got to see him at one point in time. I guess he wasn't back. He wasn't with the Sooners uh, back when Patrick Mahomes was playing college football. But it feels like Drake's been around for forever. So there's that. Anyway, go draft Drake. Go draft Drake. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Thanks so much for tuning in and being a part of the show. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Josh on Twitter at Josh on Ref, myself at John Nine Williams. The show is at Locked On Sooners. But until next time, he's Josh. I'm John Boomer Sooner.